It's a special Procrastinating Best Of episode. We have a special segment today that is Slap Your Mom All Good. We have the delightful privilege of interviewing Baker Jack about his specialty, Southern Baking. Welcome to the show, Jack. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Lou, tell us how you know Jack. <laughs> so Jack and I um, go way back. We actually went to Wofford together, our undergrad. Um, and I was several years ahead of him. It's so funny because like we knew each other, but not super well until maybe a couple years after I had graduated. And we had um, a get together with friends and we reconnected yeah. over several <laughs> Several um, delicious cocktails and a box of Cheez-Its. <laughs> yes. Oh, Cheez-Its. I know. So good. <laughs> really, after that night, I had such a renewed appreciation for how good Cheez-Its are. And also <laughs> a, a stronger friendship with, with Jack. So, yeah. we the magic of Cheez-Its. Yes, it's powerful. It really is. Um, oh, so, yeah. We're going to do a game. Yeah, to preheat our guests, we like to play a little game we call Procrastinating Pop Quiz. Basically, we pepper you with questions and you say the first thing that comes to mind. Does that sound good? Sure, I'm down. Okay. Okay, Jack, um, cake or pie? Ooh, cake. Cake is my favorite. I love anything with icing. I'm not going to lie. Ooh. Pie is good too, but. I'm with you. Pie is like second. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, thin biscuits or sky high? Oh, um, sky high. Jesse really likes flaky biscuits, which is a little bit harder to make. Like it's a little more time consuming, but you can pre-do a lot of it, which is what I do when I'm making them from scratch. Like I'll do like a whole bunch and then I'll freeze it. Um, so that's usually what we have. Every once in a while I'll do thin, but Jesse's not going to have it. <laughs> And it's important because Jesse needs to be happy. That's key. He does. Well, if I'm, he won't eat if I don't cook it. So. <laughs> okay. This one is very timely. Pumpkin spice, take it or leave it. Ooh. I really could leave it. Like I really like pumpkin pie, but pumpkin spice is just not my favorite. Yeah. That's very courageous to say too, because I know this is like very controversial. And it's also like, when is pumpkin anything okay? Because some people <laughs> will start a little bit too early, in my opinion, like when it's still really hot outside. But oh, yeah, like you can't do pumpkin in the middle of the summer. No, but I also feel like people cut it off really early because I really like pumpkin pie, like even into Christmas. And it gets really difficult to find after like Thanksgiving Day. Oh, you know what? That's an interesting take because I've never heard the other side of it. Like after Thanksgiving, you're right. That's that's the end of pumpkin pie. I think we should go on a campaign to extend it to being a Christmas <laughs> dessert. <laughs> if you could only choose one, what would you say is the most quintessential Southern bake? Oh, probably a red velvet cake is the most like known and most common. If you're talking like a more of a classic Southern style, that'd be something like a hummingbird cake or maybe even like an icebox pie. Mm -hmm. Those are really good. My mother makes really good ones. Um, my grand, she learned from my grandfather who makes the best. The hummingbird cake or the pies? 
the pies. So my dad's mom is really into cakes and that's where I got my hummingbird recipe from. Um, and she, she can do cakes that I, I make me nervous. Um, she's like, <laughs> she's still whipping out these cakes at like 90. I'm super impressed because I don't even want to do it right now. And then my grandfather does pies. Like he does all kinds. Um, my mom's favorite is like an icebox lemon pie, which is what he does for her. Like whenever he, whenever she goes home. That sounds nice. We just did a segment on icebox pies yeah. or icebox desserts. Either did you do lemon? I feel like yours was kind of summery. No, I didn't. I did. Oh wait, mine did have lemon in it. Yeah, that's true. Mine had lemon and blueberry. I had to go way back up my memory for that one. Yeah, lemon and blueberry. Oh. Yeah, it was good. Um, good. Okay, so this one's about brownies. Do you like your brownies chewy or cakey? Oh, chewy. I really like the edges. I really want to get one of those pans that has like the maize in the middle. So they're like all edge brownies. Oh, I have not heard of this pan. This sounds interesting. Yeah, it's like a little, like the way that it does it, it's almost like they stick a little maize in there. And so when you pour the batter in, it, I can't remember how big it is, but it does like, so all of it is like an edge brownie. It's super cool. Oh, that's neat. Not going to lie. I think I saw it on like a plane and then like on, in one of the plane <laughs> catalogs. And then I've like, I've looked it up online since then, but I just haven't <laughs> bought it yet. That's funny. Cause those catalogs, I'm always flipping through. I'm like, what? I feel like they have the most bizarre things, but that I would actually buy. <laughs> Absolutely. I find all these kinds of things that like in random places like that, that I totally would buy. And I just haven't bought yet. <laughs> They're on your someday wish list. Indeed. Um, cookies. Do you prefer them cakey or chewy? Oh, chewy. chewy. Okay. He uh, can stay. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's passed the procrastinating test. <laughs> chewy only. Absolutely. Um, okay. So you are invited to a party. What is your go-to bake for that party? Ooh, honestly, hummingbird cake. I, Cause I've gotten that down to like my, one of my favorites. It's pretty easy to make. And the nice thing about it is it's big and you either eat it in like two days by yourself or you take it to share with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> if you were a dessert, what would you be? Oh, Okay. That's a good question. I've thought about this. I would be a trifle. Ooh, a trifle. Probably a strawberry trifle because I like things a little fruity. (laughs) Um, I can picture it now. Like it's just a beautiful, (laughs) extravagant, slightly complicated to make, but delicious trifle. Yeah. See, that's what I was envisioning. Right. I can picture it. Um, oh, this is a fun one. Do you want to be a regular guest on Procrastinating? We'd love to have you. Sure. I would love <laughs> yeah. to do that. That's, That's a good on the spot question. <laughs> yeah. We could, we could talk about it further, but that could be fun. It could be like, he could have like an appearance every season. That'd be fun. Like, Ooh, to look yes. to, right. All right. We'll talk. Okay. So let's see. So let's talk about your baking roots a little bit. When did you get interested in baking and are you a self-taught baker or did you have somebody who showed you how to do things? So 
I really got interested in baking a few, well, probably about five, six years ago is when I really got into it because I really started wanting to make things that I could do at home because I was trying to do, you know, Jesse and I had just moved into like we just rebuilt this, built this house. We just moved in and we were doing really for the first big time like family stuff. So, you know, my mom would cook every night and there was always dessert that went with that. And none of the desserts that I could buy were things that like I remembered from home. So I would say like my mom first helped me start baking. She didn't really teach me how to bake because like I, you know, she's in Colorado. Yeah. So, you know, I would call and ask her questions or like she gave me a couple recipes from like when I was a kid that she used. And then I used the skills that I developed making those to kind of branch out and do other stuff. Okay. And then when I got a little bit more confident, like I got stuff from my grandfather who taught me some of his pies and I got stuff from my, um, so I call him Papa and Mima. Papa is mama's daddy and Mima is daddy's mama. So Mima, is, I'm like drawing a family tree for myself so that I know who's who. <laughs> um, but you know, Mima is the one who does cakes. So like, I have her red velvet cake recipe. I have her hummingbird cake recipe, which I use part of, and I blended it with another recipe I have. The so the recipe of hers that she makes that I probably am the most nervous about. She has like a 16 layer German that's like or German chocolate cake that's like super thin. Ooh, that sounds like, very challenging. And I think Rachel actually didn't you take on a 16 layer Russian cake? It didn't work out very well. <laughs> yeah, I forget. I think it was the bee sting cake, maybe that was 16 layer. Okay. That honey cake. Yeah. Wow. So you have you thin enough and it was too tall. I know. I remember it being really complicated. So have you tried the 16 layer cake, Jack? I have not. That's on my like I do have the stuff for it at this point. Cause I had to like I had to assemble a couple accessories that I did not have. I now have all of the things needed to make it. I just have not done so. Yeah, that sounds like I'd be very nervous too, because it sounds very difficult. But so this was her recipe and she got it down pat, it sounds. Uh, yeah, she used to do, so like I can remember at Christmas um, growing up, she would, we, we'd always do a family thing and we'd spend Christmas Eve at my dad's, or at Meemaw's house with the whole of my dad's family. And she would have made like 15 plus cakes of everybody's favorites like coconut cake red velvet chocolate like she did all kinds of stuff and that would be you know and she'd send like whole cakes home with people and like that we have the same grandmother yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) um you know and then like I really remember her doing all that and then anytime that we came home you know we did Christmas day at my um mama is papa's wife so we did uh Christmas day at mama and papa's and they you know they always had breakfast for 
you know, half the town. We kid with my grandmother that she was teaching when Jesus was alive because she's taught everybody in Tifton. <laughs> um, so they'd have like these big breakfasts and he would have made like breakfast, but he'd also have made all of these different pies. So, and he'd always send like a lemon meringue pie home with mama. Oh, that sounds amazing. I think, um, so, I mean, it's cute, Rachel. It sounds like that's just a Southern grandmother. Like most Southern grandmothers are just super skilled with baking and wanting to share everything with literally everyone in your town. (laughs) Yep. Um, Are you a strict recipe follower or do you improvise? I'm really not a strict recipe follower. Like I am with some things I am better than others, but I think some of it has to do with half of the recipes that come from my grandparents and stuff are like a pinch of this and like a handful of that. So you have to like measure things out in a roundabout way and like really have a feel for how you want like the batter to feel. I would say I follow the recipe in the sense that I tend to be less creative in including a bunch of new flavors. And I have tried to push myself more to do that. That's been a newer struggle of mine. I tend to not do things that I feel like I don't have the skill set for. And I'm less adventurous with some of that. Yeah, I hear you there. Um, Rachel and I, Rachel, I think is really good about being adventurous with new flavors. So like taking a classic dessert and adding like her own twist on flavors where I tend to kind of lean more towards keeping it safe, I guess. Like if it's made a traditional way, like I tend to get stuck that way, but same, I kind of want to push myself to work outside the box a little bit with flavors. Um, Okay. And you kind of touched upon this next one, but what would you say are your favorite Southern bakes? Well, I do really like hummingbird cake. That's also another reason that I love that one specific one is that that is what Jesse and I had on our honeymoon. So it has really fond memories for me. Um, Yeah. Like I can't not eat it and think about it, but I also really, really like pecan pie. That's probably my other like classic Southern favorite dessert. Yes. That's my dad's favorite. It's got to be good though. Yeah. What are, what do you think makes a good pecan pie? Ooh. Um, like I really like to put bourbon in my pecan pie. I was just going to ask, do you add booze to your pie? I was going to say, yeah, my dad. So my dad does like to add what my mom's favorite is, which is amaretto. Mm. I've never had it with amaretto, but I bet that that sounds like it would be good. Yeah. they'll. So she adds amaretto when she makes it for dad. Um, Cause that's her favorite. And it's, and so they'll do like, I've also had fondue at their house where they've had that in it. It's amazing. If you get my mama on a bad day, she'll put amaretto in her coffee. And that's not (laughs) when you want to mess with it. Amaretto all day. To be fair now, and I love my parents, but they have started, they don't like bake anymore. Like they've gotten super, super healthy in the sense that they very rarely do sweets. Oh. Which is odd. Um, for the entire family, like, cause nobody else is like that. So, um, I mean, if all you have, you know, they're not using sweetener in their coffee, I guess, alcohol or nothing. <laughs> Do you have any tips or tricks for a great hummingbird cake? 
Yeah, you definitely want to. So it's all about the texture of that batter, which is hard to do because you're putting a lot of fruit in it. So making sure that you don't have like a ton of water. So like if you're using, so I usually use crushed pineapple when I'm doing it, but you got to make sure that you drain it. Other Because if you dump it in there with all of the extra water, your ratios are going to be really, really off. I've done that once before. Not good. Um, (laughs) The other thing is because it's as wet as it is, you want to get it iced as soon as it gets cool. Um, Because the longer that it goes without icing, the drier it gets. Mm. So the icing helps to kind of seal it until you start cutting into it. As soon as you start cutting into it, that's when it's going to start. You basically have about two, three days to eat it before it's, I mean, you can eat it after that. It's just not going to be as good. Oh, I see. So the icing, do it like not letting it sit and cool for too long before you're finishing it up. Okay. Like I did that. So there was one a couple weeks ago that I did and I left it out to cool overnight because like I started it at midnight. So I was like, okay, well, I'll leave it out to cool overnight. I'll do it in the morning before I go to work. And I let it cool overnight. When I went to ice it before work, I got up about 10. It was, you could tell it was a little bit drier than I wanted it to be. Um, And so like I iced it and we took it into work. And like, as soon as you cut into it, it just didn't have that. It's almost like a fruitcake is what it should be like. And it was more like a sponge cake, I would say. Oh, I see. And how many layers typically? I don't, I've never made hummingbird cake. Are we thinking like three layers? It's a three layer cake with what, like um, icing in between? Yeah, I usually do. um, I do at least two layers. Okay. Sometimes I do three. I have done four. Wow. Um, Depends on how thick you make them. Okay. The, you definitely want to keep a good ratio of frosting to cake so like I usually do a double batch for my frosting and I'll I like I'll ice it it's also it can get crummy um so I like do a quick ice on it and then I like let it cool and then re-ice it once it's got a crumb batch on there to make it a little bit easier to work with oh the crumb coat yeah I just learned about this the importance of the crumb code. Very cool. So I have a question. This wasn't on our list of questions, but just out of curiosity, what kind of flower do you use? Do you use white lily or something different? I do use white lily. Um, So (laughs) Jesse makes fun of me for this, but that's one thing that like, I guess my mom said that stuck is you can, and he's this way about mayonnaise, but um, my mom is this way about like sugar and flour. So you can only use Domino sugar and you can only use white lily flour. Like that's, I didn't consciously start doing that. Uh, <laughs> and I went home uh, a couple of years ago and like I was in the cabinet doing something and I was like, oh, I can make a cake or something. You have this. And my mom looked at me and was like, that's all you buy. Like that's the only thing that you can buy. And I like when I started buying sugar, like I bought what I remembered my mom using, like what I grew up seeing. So I guess that's all she buys. Uh, But yeah, I tend to use, because of that, I guess, Domino sugar and um, white lily flour. (laughs) I have never heard of white lily flour. It sounds very dainty. 
Where have you been, Lou? <laughs> I know this is crazy. So I'm guessing it's like a very southern brand. Yeah, it's like it's- you use it a lot for cake flour. Like it's really mm-hmm. finely ground. It's it's really good. Like I really enjoy it. Huh. <laughs> like, I don't use it as much if I'm like, I really use that more for baking and stuff. Like if I'm frying stuff, I'll just use like an all purpose or something just because, you know, again, that's what mom did. Like she didn't, you know, I usually just use the white lily for baking, but but that's because of how finely it's ground. It's very fluffy. Yeah. I like the sound of it. White lily. (laughs) Um, Well, we were so glad to have you on and I'm sad that this interview is over, but I'm happy that you're my friend and I will keep talking to you in real life. (laughs) Yeah. So it's not goodbye forever, but, um, but thank you for coming on today. And I feel like I definitely learned more about Southern baking. So I think our listeners will like it too. Well, yay. I'm glad. Well, anytime that you have questions, I'm happy to help. And it was great getting to talk to you. I'll see y'all later. Thanks, Jack. Bye.